It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in. If you're new to the show, I would like to extend an invitation to you to join our large audience and community of co-creation and spiritual support. We are dedicated to helping you cultivate peace in your life through self-awareness, and we offer something for everyone. I am a psychic medium, advanced energetic healer, spiritual teacher, and channel for Jesus, and I work with others in the divine. Featured monthly segments include A Course in Miracles virtual class with the co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace, Robert Rosenthal, MD. We also offer energetic healing segments where you can call in for free long-distance healing. And we present the Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil, which gives you an opportunity to learn directly from spirits and ascended beings in a transmission through their full-body channels. Today's segment is the latest installment in our Guidance from Spirit portion of the show. I am joined by my special guest co-host, Wendy Gale. Wendy is a psychic, spiritual teacher, healer, and channel who offers nurturing guidance and heart-centered awareness of our connection with source energy. Wendy has also served as a full-body trance channel for Archangel Metatron since 2007, allowing him to come through to offer his divine wisdom about the human journey through classes, workshops, retreats, and private sessions. She offers messages and channel transmissions to serve the awakening of humanity and to assist in the journey of awakening your soul essence. Metatron is a divine consciousness dedicated to the enlightenment of all beings. His mission is to enliven the soul's journey. He accomplishes this by assisting you through the shifting landscape of personal transformation, sharing information to remind you of your own divinity, and supporting you in understanding the soul's journey in a way that is healing and empowering. To learn more about Wendy, Metatron, and their calendar of events, visit angelemerging.com. Visit spiritualinsightsradio.com to explore the archives of these and other divine transmissions, as well as the Course of Miracles and the long-distance healing segments I've mentioned. Well, let's welcome Wendy back to the show, and then we'll chat about the topic Metatron has chosen for today's segment. Welcome back, Wendy. It's wonderful to have you with us again. Thank you, Charlotte. It's really nice to be back again. How are you? 
I'm doing well. I am feeling really good. Uh, I had a bit of a turbulent couple of weeks, but I am back to center, so I feel really good. Excellent. Excellent. How about you? Um, I understand you had an exciting weekend. You had an event this weekend? Yes, I I was actually on Long Island this weekend, and I had a an event on Friday night uh, called the Oracle's Journey, Awakening of the Oracle Soul, and then I taught uh, a channeling class this weekend. So I have come home all juicy. <laughs> I always uh, I'm juicy. I get so excited in in teaching the classes. So um, yes, yeah, it's everybody it's, it's, was full. Oh, it's a good feeling. And I'm sure yeah. oh, there was a lot of energy in that room. I love group energy, how all the energies converge to create a higher energy in and of itself. Yeah. And then adding Metatron yeah. to that, oh, it had to be delicious. It was. It really was. Good. All righty. Yeah. So today you informed me that Metatron has chosen the topics of neutrality and self-care. And so why don't we tell everybody where he's going with that? The way I wanted to phrase it is that he wants to talk about neutrality and the importance of self-care to help us maintain peace through any upcoming energetic shift that may occur as we approach the year 2020, which marks a new decade in this millennium. And so that makes perfect sense to me. I think that's a great topic. Yeah. Yeah. It is something that he feels is really important because there are a lot of things that he feels that we are going to be completing before the end of this year. And by completing, it means, you know, a lot of our emotional triggers will be up to be healed and we'll be completing, you know, aspects of our journey and taking on new things moving into the new decade. So the neutrality and the self-care are really an important part to keep us moving and keep us healthy and keep us balanced through the whole process. And when we say neutrality, what we're talking about is the absence of judgment. And I wanted to get his thoughts on that, so I had checked in with him before the show. And he said something interesting. I also wanted to check with him because I was speaking with him the other day And we started talking about manifestation, and he said he would like to chat about that as well. And I Mm -hmm. said, okay, so I wanted to check with him because now we have, let's say, three topics. So I asked him, I said, would you like me to introduce that as a subtopic or would you like to blend it? And his response was funny. He says, I've got it all figured out. And then he went on (laughs) to say something. (laughs) He's funny. He went on to say something that really struck me, and so I asked if I could possibly read that out loud for everybody, and he said I could. So I would like to do that. So he said, yes, yes, I will begin with neutrality to enforce the idea that judgment coerces humans, meaning to pressure, compel, persuade, or drive them to make certain choices without that judgment and by seeing events as neutral in nature, but seeing the human reaction to it as negative and positive the human will be better able to make the choices one needs to make for their journey rather than making things worse and feeling denied what they know they're worthy of. And he asked me if that makes sense. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. I love it. Oh, that is. That's that's really, really beautifully spoken. 
Yes, I liked, that's why. I like that. <laughs> I, said, I said, that was too good. Can I read that out loud? That's precious. The great thing for me is that I actually came across neutrality before I even met Metatron. And I had the pleasure of having a, a healing teacher mentor that is one of the most neutral people on the planet, I think. And he taught us how to be neutral. And what it is is it takes our energy uh, out of a space because normally the human energy field runs in a thousand different directions at the same time. Mm -hmm. But he likens neutrality to being a tree because the energy of a tree runs up and down, you know, from the roots to the branches and back down again. And if we are able to pull our energy into neutral so that it runs up and down as opposed to out in a thousand directions, it changes everything in our space. For healers, that's a really important, a really important tool because it pulls our energy out of the healing space and keeps it really clean and clear. We're not having to, you know, move our stuff out of the way to assist whoever we're working with. And in communications and relationships, it's a really fantastic tool to change the dynamic, particularly in those places where we're having conflict. Um, if, we, if we step into that neutral place, it, it decharges and de-stresses um, communications and relationships. So it has been one of the things that I've been working on for a really long time. So sometimes I do better at it than other times, right? Sometimes I, you know, get totally caught up in the chaos, but a great deal of the time I'm able to find that place and move my energy up and down as opposed to in a thousand directions that just adds to the chaos in the space, right? Mm, Yes. I love the way you say that. My experience with neutrality uh, began years ago. I study A Course in Miracles, and so that's part of the course. Mm-hmm. Part of the entire concept is being at peace no matter what is happening externally. And I mm-hmm. found, I think, that I got to such a place of neutrality and then found myself getting hooked into the drama again. And I wondered mm-hmm. what happened. And so I think what happened is, you know how everything's in levels? the levels of consciousness, the levels of the astral plane. I think what I did was I mastered a certain level, like a beginner's level, and then got to the ceiling of the next level, crossed that threshold, and kind of had to start all over again. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, what I have found for myself that the, the more emotionally attached I am to something, the more difficult it is to be neutral. And and I think that as humans, that's a pretty standard reaction to things. It I'm hoping that if I keep on working on this, that it'll be my fail-safe that I'll always, you know, kind of fall back into that position and uh, be as be as neutral as possible. <laughs> Got my fingers mm-hmm. crossed, right? Right, <laughs> right. And. To add to that, because it's, it's strikingly similar and really supports everything we're saying, I was talking with Mother Mary the other day, and I was concerned because um, we had to get some test results back. And so I was concerned, and 
kind of scared about it. And she said, have faith in the process, beloved, not the outcome that you're imagining. And so that really brought me back to the moment, to have faith in the process of going through transition, transformation, growth, evolution, that kind of thing. So you have faith in the process of what you're going through without attachment to the outcome that you would prefer, and that brings us back to neutrality because to be neutral means you're not for or against any one thing or event. And so when you imagine or fantasize in your mind, well, okay, this is difficult, but I want this miraculous outcome, and then you attach yourself to it, look at what you're setting yourself up for. What if it's... right? It doesn't even have to be negative, but even if it looks slightly different, you might be very disappointed and you'll experience that plummet from whatever height you set yourself at to whatever level reality is on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know. I do know what you mean. I, I, I totally get that. And, you know, a lot of people don't have any idea how to even get neutral what it what it takes to to become neutral and so uh, you know their their struggles are even more exacerbated because they're you know they're they're caught up in the the middle of things that they're that they're trying to manifest or or shift or change and neutrality becomes something that seems unattainable right mm. so there there are some things that we can do to be neutral, right? And breathing is one of them. <laughs> and that place of remembering when we need to be neutral to remember to breathe because we tend to contract um, around things. And mm-hmm. then also the the running of the energy up and down if you imagine that you superimpose a tree over your body and just imagine that you're running your energy up and down, it really does. It pulls the energy back in and moves it in a different direction. When, when I teach classes and when Metatron does this exercise with people, he has somebody sit in the middle of a room and surrounds them with, with the other class members. And mm-hmm. then he has he has everybody just let their energy be, and the person in the center can feel how their energy presses upon them. And then he has everybody pull their energy back into that image of a tree, and what happens is the space around the person that's sitting in the middle totally clears, and they feel temperature shifts and energy shifts, and it's really amazing that it is a physical a physical sensation that is created by pulling the energy back and running it up and down so fascinating he may, he, yeah yeah he may uh share more of that later okay and is it really that simple that you just visualize a tree superimposed it, over your body and feel that energy go in yeah. a vertical fashion yeah one of the one of the things that he does to have us practice it is to just, you know, 
choose our favorite kind of tree or choose a tree that you love in your yard or wherever that you are and just mm-hmm. imagine that you superimpose that image over you and uh, to help you move your energy in an up and down pattern, you begin by taking a breath at the roots. And on one big breath all the way up to the heart, it's an inhale. And then you pause for a minute. And then you exhale out into the branches and the leaves. Inhale back to the heart. And then exhale back down to the roots. And that just begins a pattern of moving the energy up and down. So when you're kind of used to doing that, if you get into a situation where you need to, you know, jump into your neutrality, you just imagine your tree and you can just kind of pull your energy back into that pattern. It, it's really simple. It, and I love simple because simple means that we can all do it, right? Sure. Um, really a, a a powerful example of you know how to how to create right how to create neutrality out of chaos beautiful i just want to recap tell me if i got this correctly wendy first mm-hmm. you pull the energy back to the image of a tree superimposed over yeah. your body breathe mm-hmm. up through the roots to the heart exhale yeah. out through the branches to the leaves, then inhale back in through the heart, and then exhale down through the roots. Was that correct? That's correct. Okay. And, and you can use that as a meditation. It is an amazing meditation. Or you can use it as a way to start your day by just doing a, a few breaths so you start out in that neutral space. So it's really, it's really a handy tool. Very unique. Wow. Okay, so there's there's another beautiful example of how the teachings differ, but get yet get you to the same place. It's all about peace, right? And it makes sense that in terms of manifestation, if you're looking at a canvas and you're looking to manifest something in your life, wouldn't you want neutrality to be an aspect of that canvas rather than uh, harsh decisions of negative or conditions of positive events, like the conditions that we say that I'll only be happy if everything is a beautiful shade of blue. You know what I mean? So from an artistic standpoint, that neutrality is the blank canvas that you would want to manifest upon to get to what is for your highest good. And it's true. It's true. And, and our neutrality gives us the ability to respond as opposed to reacting in in any situation. And, you know, most of our, if you think of our conversations in life, so many of our conversations when someone else is speaking, we're thinking of how we're going to respond, right, instead of just listening. And so if you're in that neutral space and you receive what someone is saying, then there's a beat, a breath of neutrality, and then you're able to respond. And so it's the same when you're making choices. If you take, take a breath, take a moment in that, in that still place, and then make your choice out of response as opposed to reaction, it, it can really, really 
change the whole picture, change your whole dynamic. Um, Absolutely. And that's an important distinction, response rather than reaction. That is our responsibility. That's the definition, our ability to respond. And so many come from a place of hurt. Um, of I don't know if you use shadow or ego, Wendy, but we come from a place that has been forged in the past, and that's typically where we react from when something happens in front of us, where we feel threatened or unsafe in any way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you typically use ego or shadow when you talk about that aspect of the self? I use both. I use both. It it seems so interchangeable. Uh, so much of the time, and our our shadow and our ego are constantly present with us right we are we are in co creation with our our shadow self and our ego self as much as we 're in co creation with spirit so it it becomes a you know a dynamic that when we can come to that neutral place that our shadow and our ego aren't impacting as, you know, strongly the things that we are, you know, choosing to create for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Choosing to manifest, Mm -hmm. choosing to shift and change. Right. And in terms of polarity, this whole life we will be filled with duality, shadow, light, good, bad, up, down, doesn't matter. But when you think in terms of neutrality, think about that midpoint between the two poles. And so neutrality would then be balanced between shadow and light without either one of them dominating. Yes, yes. In cranial sacral therapy, they call that point the still point. And um, in some understandings, still point is the, the space between the in-breath and the out-breath of God. So when God breathes in, there's a slight pause. That's called the still point. And when God breathes back out again, there's another small pause. And so within those still points, that's where our unlimited possibilities lie. That's one of the most potent places to manifest is, is in the still point, that, that absolute neutral balance place. Mm-mm-mm. That's so good. <laughs> That is so good. We have to remember that. We have to incorporate all of this into how we see what we're doing to ourselves. Because when we allow ourselves to let that chaos in, mix with it, and then start emitting chaos, what do you want to get? You're going to get a mess. You're going to get worse, more drama, more things to react to. And it becomes a never-ending cycle until you make the conscious choice to pull yourself out of it. You know? Yes, absolutely. Metatron calls it fuel for our volcanoes. And if we fuel our volcano with chaos and hate and judgment, that's what is going to be generated in our life. If we fuel our volcanoes with peace and neutrality and love, then that's going to be the primary energy of our life. It's not going to, you know, nothing is ever static. There's always going to be some ups and downs. But when we can hold, you know, the the greater 
aspect of our journey in the neutral space, in the peace and the love and the possibility, then life looks a lot different. It kind of elevates us, pulls us up out of the out of the everyday bumps and grinds, right? Right, right. And this is something uh, you said to me that I hope comes up in depth because you coined a phrase that really struck me. We talk often on the show about self-love, self-care, um, how we're born with self-love, but then we tend to push that away. And many of us, depending on uh, your childhood conditioning, many of us take care of others more than we take care of ourselves. And mm-hmm. so we come up with all these different metaphors, you know, different ways of seeing it as a form of self-sacrifice and turning that around so that you really do love yourself, which can be a very uncomfortable feeling at first for many. But really get into that self-love. And in order to really care for yourself, you have to touch and access that self-love. But the phrase you coined was sacred selfishness. I think that's fabulous. Sacred selfishness. Yeah, everybody has such a, a negative idea of what selfishness is and such a positive idea of what selflessness is. And mm-hmm. the, truth, the truth is that to be able to be selfless in our journey, there's going to be times where we have to practice sacred selfishness so that we have the reservoirs, the reserves of energy and love and just compassion for others as opposed to feeling depleted, right? Exactly. That's yeah, that's where the that's where the sacred selfishness comes into play in our lives. Mm-hmm. So you know, he will tell people if you don't practice self care, if you don't take care of yourself, right, your life will become a series of you know like incidents, right? You you have a car accident you you hurt yourself there's there's chaos there's always something going on and he says that if we can bring ourselves to neutral and into the space of sacred selfishness that then we begin to you know let go of the energy that creates and causes all the bumps and the you know accidents in our life so it Mm. has been it's been something that I've been particularly working on lately because you know we're busy our lives get a little bit crazy there's so many things going on with each and every human on the planet and Mm. we we do we forget to we get we get so involved processing everybody else's stuff that we forget to just give anything to ourselves, right? Right, right. We forget, mm-hmm. we forget to give any anything to ourselves, so. Yes, so. and I've been working on it as well because, as the listeners know, I made this sudden shift into the role of caregiver, and everybody, and by everybody, I mean everybody I speak to in the divine, said, do not feel that taking care of yourself and doing what you need to do for the radio show is in any way selfish. You're not taking anything away from anybody in doing that. Right. And I saw the wisdom of it. 
and I did need that because this is my heart. Uh-huh. So I got to a place where I could find a balance and I kept everything going at once. And after a while, once you get used to that new uh, new space where you operate, I started to giggle like, oh, this actually worked. I can <laughs> care for another and still care about myself, have myself be as equally important and the things that I love and that bring me joy and have it and have everybody across the board cared for without feeling neglected in any way. And that was an important distinction to learn because I'm one of those people who did the self-sacrifice in the name of selflessness and selflessness comes very easily to me. So I had to learn that sacred selfishness the hard way, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that can be really painful, right? You know, and so many of the healers and channels in the world, they're they're such a conduit for light and love and giving. And to be able to continue to be the the conduit for all of that, it is important Mm -hmm. to have a little bit of that sacred selfishness. And, And sacred selfishness means that sometimes you... You know, you've you got to think of yourself first. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say not today, right? Some, uh-huh. sometimes, it, sometimes it means that you need to go and put yourself in the hands of a healer or a channel, right, uh-huh. to, to help, help you to replenish yourself. And yes. so, and those who don't consider themselves healers or channels, you know, you know, we don't see it that way. We see everybody as that. But, you know, to be able to find a way to to replenish so that you're able to fully enjoy your life as opposed to feeling angry, frustrated because you're so pushed and and feel like you have no other options in your life. When when I find myself getting to that place, I'm like, oh, okay. It's time. It's time for me to get back into that that space of of self care, and yes. you know, you know, many people don't like the terminology selfishness because they think of that negative. But I'm I'm encouraging everybody to understand that you know, selfish people always take care of themselves first, and we always think of that as negative, but take some lessons from them and begin to take care of you first so that you are able to continue to to carry on with your life and your own evolution and and your own growth first. Right. That's the most important most important part. Right. And it's important to keep in mind everybody close your eyes right now and pull up the most selfish person you know in your life. Visualize that person. And the negative aspect of that is that we see the narcissism in it, that it's always about them. That's just the way they are. Some people are hardwired that way, and that's okay. We can mm-hmm. remain neutral about it and accept them for who mm-hmm. they are and maybe even learn something from that person. But if we look at selfishness in the positive expression, and I've often said on the show, Wendy, that any emotional aspect of us, anger is the best example I say that there's a negative and positive expression of it. Anger in its Mm -hmm. negative expression is destructive. Anger in its positive expression is constructive. 
because it gets you yes. clear and it makes you say enough of this, something needs to change and I'm willing to do what I need to do to change it. And that is something we need to do. Like you just described um, in that space again, I need to get back to self-care. So what if we look at it in terms of selfness with humility? So like a humble selfness needs to take place so that you can keep yourself as a conduit or as the head of a household or in your circle of friends and family, what have you, in order to keep yourself able to help them, you have to take care of yourself first. It's just a necessity of life. But that might be a better way of processing it in terms of negative and positive and saying, I don't want to be like that person. You don't have to be. You can be humble, but you have to humbly acknowledge you have to be the first person willing to give it to you and then accept the care of others. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like I'm feeling it in my heart, in my heart, because there's so many people, so many people that are so beautiful and they, they give and they give and they give and they don't feel like they're filling up again. And they're looking other places to be filled up. And really, we give that to ourselves. We fill ourselves up. And, and it's partially us and then a great deal, our connection with, with source, with spirit. And um, it is just an important aspect of our, of our journey. Like, like taking a shower, right? You, you, you just have to do it. <laughs> right. Or I want to swing it to this very quickly. I don't want to take up too much more time. But when we take care of ourselves, let's take, okay, taking a shower is one thing. You always feel better. You feel cleansed. When it comes to exercise, when you commit to a certain level of exercise or amount of exercise, your body rewards you with feeling good, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to self-care, wouldn't you think, yes, spirit is certainly delighted when we maintain our connection to them, right? But when you dedicate yourself to self-care and that self-love, don't you think that then your soul exalts much like the body rewards you with feeling good? Your soul exalts and rewards you for embracing that self-love and dedicating yourself to that self-care. Yes. Yes. That's a beautiful way to put it. Absolutely. I think that's what we're all looking for. I think that's what we're all looking for. So this, I think, is going to be an incredible transmission and I think our conversation has really helped me solidify a lot of what I've been thinking about and working on so this is beautiful love it cool would you like to bring Metatron through and then we will chat a little bit on the other side yes all right I'll be happy to bring him in it'll just take a couple minutes all right and I'll speak to you a little later okay Namaste. Hello, Metatron. Welcome back to the show. It's wonderful to talk to oh, you again. Thank you, beloved one. It is uh, it is our honor to be here with you today. Oh, I I noticed that you've been speaking about a uh, a few things that we have been speaking about. Yeah. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. Did you like the way that I put is, it? I I love the way that you put it. It was it was brilliant, right? 
brilliant. It is so much. It is. (laughs) This is, uh, you know, so many people hear about concepts like neutrality and self-care or sacred selfishness, and yet they have no idea how to get from where they are and into that other space or place or experience. You know what I'm saying? I've and been so, there. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, and so uh, your your comments and your understandings really help to create a, a bridge, and that is always what we are what we are trying to do, right? Is yeah. help the individual get from here to there, or from there to here, however you choose to look at it. So yes, mm-hmm. all right. All right, beloved one. Did you have some questions for me today? Um, I did. Um, Do you want me to ask them now or kind of phrase them for you? Or would you like me to wait until after you give your discourse on the topic? Well, I would like to start with your questions. Okay. Um, My first question was, uh, one thing was about the difference between personal dislikes and likes, or likes and dislikes, and the judgment that we're trying to avoid to, in order to be neutral. Um, what would a valid judgment be as in exercising good judgment versus egotistical judgment where you want to make a good choice for yourself? Um, mm-hmm. Sacred selfishness, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on. And um mm. The number one reason or fundamental reasons that we punish ourselves, abuse ourselves, discourage, deny, disown, or sabotage, and put others first. What is that mechanism that makes us do that and put ourselves last? And then finally, if you could describe how the dynamic shifts when someone who puts others first suddenly turns around and starts caring for themselves, because I've seen reactions from other people when I started to feel better about myself and started caring for myself, how they had this sense of abandonment or betrayal, as in, how dare you? You're supposed to take care of me. Do you know what I'm saying, how, how the yeah. ego reacts when yeah. you take something away from somebody that they've gotten used to because you were so self-sacrificial? Exactly. Exactly. And, and it happens every single day. And let, let's start with the dynamic. What puts people into the position that they are selfless to the point of, of it being unhealthy? Because that's really what we're looking at, right? There okay. is selfless, selflessness, and then there is that giving and giving and giving to the point that you're empty, and that, then it becomes unhealthy. And most most individuals that find themselves in that position feel that, number one, they're the only one that can do things, right? That they're the only one that can get it done, that they're the only one that can can be responsible, the only one that can, can take care of someone or something, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, that that is an understanding of of control, yeah? And yes. so that is one of the egos, uh, you know, uh, 
challenges is is the desire to control everything or not even the desire sometimes but the but the have to right you've seen people that if they can't control something they are quite full of anxiety and and life is not happy for them so there are those that are are giving and doing but it's from that place of control whether they are doing it consciously or unconsciously and this is not to judge right this is just to just to show the different you know the different factors that come into play uh the other type of individual is you know gives and gives and gives and gives so that you know uh, people will appreciate them or love them or or notice them or see them right and then they're working with the ego aspect of worth right self-worth and they give to the point of of pain because they feel that it helps them be worthy of of love of of receiving a paycheck of whatever it is right so there's all of these little all of these little emotional things that will be popping up and through the through the end of this year in particular people might notice that that some of these things are very present for them to see to acknowledge to to heal right and mm. so the 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 ego in control and the the ego in low self-worth are two of those places and you know worth is a big is a big thing on the planet right now mm-hmm. i i know i know that you've seen it and the people that you've worked with and assisted and talked to you know how they don't feel worthy uh, to receive and so sometimes when they don't feel worthy to receive then it is very difficult for them to uh implement sacred selfishness right because they don't feel that they're worth it they can't take a day off because oh my goodness you know that you know i would be considering myself selfish if i did right i would be letting others down and the dynamic that the dynamic that occurs right when you all of a sudden say okay i'm depleted i believe i'm going to listen to charlotte and listen to metatron and you know try out some of that sacred selfishness and start to care for yourself in a different way what it does is it takes you out of uh, control so you're no longer desiring to control things right you're kind of letting the chips fall where they may and within that that makes other people aggravated because they're not stepping up and taking responsibility for themselves, right? They're allowing you, they're allowing you to be the one that's driving the bus all the time, and they're just kind of kicked back in the back. So when you step into your sovereignty and start your sacred selfishness journey, all of a sudden they are required to say, wait a minute, you know, you, you, I've really got to take care of myself, right? 
mm-hmm. make me do the, do this for me, right? And right. so that is w- one aspect, right? And then those that are giving pleasure through through lack of self worth, right? They will uh, notice that that people don't want to let go, right? They they are the people that feel. Uh, no matter what they do, nobody around them ever gets better, that they just continue to to drain their energy. And so when they step into their sovereignty and into the space of sacred selfishness, everybody still wants to keep trying to reattach. And in some regards, that's more difficult than the individual that you know steps away from control. Right, it's because mm-hmm. uh, you know that that energy drain, but it is possible, right? And you don't have to leap a mighty bound and and make it all happen today. You can take some steps, some gentle steps, to begin to shift your perception of taking care of yourself. Shift into that place of self-care just by small changes by paying attention to how you're feeling and if you're too tired and you would normally go and do something anyway even though that you're exhausted be okay with saying you know what I need to stay home and just rest today if you are feeling that there are those that want you to do more than your share of something you know, check in and say, you know, I can do X, Y, and Z, and then I will ask you to, you know, to handle the rest or find a, a different way. You right. can begin to take small steps, baby steps, small bites, right? Mm-hmm. So does does this make a little bit of sense in in that piece? Right. It makes perfect sense. I love it. Let me ask you this. In order to step up and say, I can do X, Y, and Z of all of these tests, but I need you to step up and do your part, it feels that that takes honesty to do that. We have to be step into a place of honesty because in my observation of myself and others, I think there's a part of us that kind of zips right to the background when something is asked of us. And that voice that we would use to say, no, I, I can't do that or I don't want to do that or it makes me uncomfortable um, when you behave that way. Whatever needs to be vocalized and expressed tends to run and hide in the background. And so is honestly oh, yeah. that bridge then to push that forward so that it can be expressed and make that person own what they need to own and stop putting it on you? Right. Well, we call it speaking your truth. Right. And speaking your truth is an is an interesting uh, place when you find that courage to speak your truth. You must understand that your truth may not be someone else's truth, but it's important to stand in your own truth, right? And that is the piece of your sacred selfishness to stand in the truth of not only who you are, but how you feel, and being able to express it to the best of your ability. 
And so many people will not want to express the truth because they worry about the backlash. And that's where your neutrality comes into play. When you can pull back into your neutrality and have a conversation from the neutral place where you are responding to each other as opposed to reacting, right, and supporting each other as opposed to trying to, you know, control each other, that mm-hmm. is that is also uh, the sweet spot, right? The mm-hmm. sweet spot for for uh, coming forward and speaking your your truth, right? Your right. truth will not be another's truth, right? Right. But you bring but, up an important point, which is mm-hmm. the backlash. That's a great word to use for it. Because what many people experience, and I've seen this myself, is people's reactions to what you say or do and how that undermines your dedication to yourself. So we can come to a point where we are looking around, we're depleted, whatever your situation is, and you say, okay, I have to do things for myself or I need to take charge of where my life is going and end this relationship or whatever needs to take place. What I observed is that when you change your own behavior or your habits or you change your direction in life, it changes the way other people see you and then forces them to reevaluate themselves and how they see themselves. And then they tend to react, I'll use the word, violently from the ego, meaning they get angry. Mm -hmm. And they try to control you and force you back into the space where you you are trying to climb out of. And so that's scary for some people, and so they might give up rather easily instead of digging their heels in and saying, no, these are the choices that I need to make for my life. I'm moving forward no matter what you think. But many of us worry too much about losing the approval or getting that backlash from the other person. Yes. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, many times when you get to the point where you feel that you need to begin to practice neutrality and need to practice sacred selfishness. Those are the points, beloved ones, where the path is getting ready to change. And that is the place that is going to propel you into new experiences and perhaps onto new journeys. And so many of the people that have been you know, leeching on your energy or, or you know, putting everything upon you, yeah, they are going to have a reaction. And the challenge is to keep moving forward. You're going to, you're going to have people fall away. There's just going to be some people that will not be able to support your change. After all that you, you know, it's kind of like your brain will go, after all I've done for them, they cannot support my change or my choices. But the truth is, is that you're the one that needs to support your own choices and and changes, right? And there will be those that are cheerleaders for you. And there will be those that become angry and judgmental, right? And you can always sit down and have a conversation to tell people, you know, this is not this is not to to hurt you. This this is not a reflection of you. This is you know, 
an understanding of what I need for my journey, for my peace, for my sanctity, right? Oh, and, uh-huh. there, and, and there will be those that understand and there will be those that still cannot hear, right? And sure. so you always have a choice, beloved ones. You can say, okay, I'll give up. I'll give up the journey and I'll stay here and keep doing this, right? Or you can say, I love you, and I still have to go and take care of myself. I love you, and I still need to be neutral. Right? Right. So it is, it is you know, this is a deep subject, right? You, you talk about neutrality and sacred selfishness, and then all of a sudden it's control and worth and all of these different things. And so the bottom line is, is that, you are a beautiful, sovereign being of light, each and every one of you. And you have a journey. It's not the journey of the ego. It's not the journey of your family or your friends or your job. It's the journey of your soul. And so to be able to drop into your soul and listen and feel is part of your journey of sacred selfishness. And then it gives you alignment. It gives you uh, the energy that you need and the direction that you need to begin to move forward in a different way. And you may decide to reapproach the situations that you removed yourself from for a while. And that is okay. But just know that when you reapproach, you're going to have different understandings in place and different boundaries in place. And your responses as opposed to reactions are going to be a little bit different. So, you know, allow yourself the space to change. Mm, right. Wow. And so if sacred selfishness gives you alignment and gets you into alignment, how then do you align with what you want to manifest in your life? Is there a technique that you mm. prefer? Yeah. And once you achieve one alignment, now you have to get into a secondary alignment to achieve something in the distance. Right. All right. So I'm going to disappoint a number of you in the moment, right? And I'm going to let you know that because it is your soul's journey, that if it is something that you are desiring to manifest that is not in alignment with your soul's journey, the manifestation will not occur. So if you want to win that lottery, but it's not in alignment with the soul's journey, then, you know, it will, it will not happen as you are, you know, trying to, you know, create that and pull it towards you. The, the manifestation, so many times people, you know, use the positive affirmations and all of that. Beautiful. Beautiful, but make sure first that what it is that you're desiring to manifest is in alignment with your soul, right? And then, you know, you're not having to do the work by yourself. 
because the soul is moving towards that thing as quickly as it's moving towards you. When you're in alignment in that way, manifestation, quote-unquote manifestation, yeah, becomes effortless as opposed to feeling like you have to constantly tell the universe that you want a new red car, right? Right. And, and, and it becomes so much more of a flow. You have seen people who manifest effortlessly, and it is because they are in alignment with what is that highest good with, within their soul, right? And then mm-hmm. there are some... There are some that struggle to manifest. And so look at where your desire comes from. Look at if you're trying to manifest a car, whatever it is, right? Where is it coming from? Is it coming from the desire of the soul or is it coming from the desire of the human, the ego, right? And so that is the, that is the shift that I would like to just recommend for people today to you know get get to that place get in that neutral place understand what it is that the soul is trying to encourage you inspire you towards and you know it will come effortlessly okay so you're saying get to that neutral place to determine what it is your soul desires is there a, a sure fire tell, like something that makes it obvious, that, okay, this is from soul, this one's from ego. Like you might need a functioning car, but it doesn't need to yes. be red. So right, you can right. say, okay, my soul needs, I need reliable transportation. So from soul level, I really just want to be safe and having a, a car that's efficient to drive and it won't yes. break down every other day. So yeah. that's an yeah. easy so, one. But what about yeah. the harder stuff? Well, the harder stuff, it it is, uh, you know, so much of the so much of the population never consults their soul to see what's going on, uh-huh. and so you know, starting there is is a good place to start. Now, your soul knows that you need transportation. Your soul knows that you need rent. Your soul knows that. You know, you need safety and the roof over your head and food on your table, all of that, right? right? And so what we recommend is that you ask for what you need. And this kind of is a secondary to understanding what your what your soul is going to consider important for you. But you as a human Go ahead and ask for everything, whether it be rent out, help with your business, your new car, whatever it is. And then take your expectations off of those things and take your timing off of those things because many people feel that as soon as you ask, as soon as you work on uh, manifesting, it should be, you know, you know, they give it a few hours, and if it hasn't happened yet, right, they start to worry. So so just hold those things that you are asking for neutrally. And 
when you know that what you're asking for is more from a personality aspect or an ego aspect, bless it and set it aside. And then ask your ego, you know, to allow your soul to show you what is a better choice. And what will begin to come forward for you is like that red car, right? Your Mm -hmm. ego will, you know, say, I want the red car. Soul says, you're going to need a bus because you're going to be transporting light workers all over the country, right? You see the difference in, in, in the, the focus, right? So the soul's, the soul's focus is always an all encompassing understanding as opposed to kind of like a hard, hard fact or a hard shelled request. So if you can, if you can begin to let go of expectations and, you know, uh, feel things first. When you feel, it's pretty clear that it is soul-generated. When, okay. when it comes from the head as an idea, then, you know, double-check it. You might be able to bring it down into the heart and the soul, right, if you're mm-hmm. asking in a different way. Is this making sense to you, beloved one? Oh, it makes perfect sense. And I want to uh, add that I often use this analogy that those specific expectations that we apply to a wish that we're making or a request that we're asking of the universe translate to limitations. And your example is great. If your soul says, this is coming up in, in the life where I need to transport light workers." This person's asking for a car with only two seats, like a Corvette. Okay, so you're going to be disappointed when that isn't manifested for you until you let go, go to the neutral place, feel it out, and then the recognition will certainly dawn on you from soul level, and it's going to feel right that, okay, the bus is the way to go because it's going to converge in a certain way to make that clear to you, would it not? Yes, indeed, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. But not to be a brat, but what if decades go by and what you desire, want, or need just to survive doesn't come? Is that the soul holding it from you or in combination of you holding it back from you? What's going on with that in terms (laughs) of just getting the basics? Yeah, and that, that seems to be challenging, right? And the it's torture, the, yeah, and there's a couple of things going on, right? Mm-hmm. There's an under, there's an underlying belief system somewhere that says that you've got to struggle or you don't deserve what what you've asked for, right? There, there's right. something, and it, it's not even conscious many of the times. Remember my comment about what you have chained in your basement. Right, you remember right. that comment? Okay, I think I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, what what are the things that are still waiting to be seen and healed? And so many times people have some uh, mindsets, and even around the basic necessities, 
And then the understanding that when you're having an experience, you're having the absolute right experience for your highest good in the moment. So I know that nobody wants to hear that, but if you're struggling to pay your rent, there's purposeful good to that so that you can have a lesson about something. There's always a lesson and a blessing in what you're experiencing, whether what you're experiencing seems positive or negative or neutral. And so, you know, take a moment to see what not having what you're desiring, what, you know, what's the lesson of not having it, right? What's okay. the lesson of, of receiving it? Right? There there's a whole underlying emotional and energetic system that's going on while you're asking, you know, for for your red car. Mm-hmm. You under, you understand what I'm saying? So I some people some people have you know, have learned how to learn how to work with that and so manifestation is easier they've healed different aspects they they have a much more open uh understanding and and way of allowing the universe to give to them some people just receive easier than others so make sure that when you are you know um uh, working on manifesting that red car that you're also open to receive because receptivity is a part of manifestation as well, right? Right. Mm-mm-mm. Fabulous. Hmm. Good. Well, I've, I've given everybody a lot to chew on today, yeah? You have. I think we all have. This was Terrific, Metatron. And I think we covered everything. That feels complete to me. Does it feel complete to you? Indeed. I I would uh, hesitate to lay anything else out there. I think that they're going to have to kind of move through some things that, uh, you know, that energetically and emotionally are going to, they're going to bump up against with this. So it's all right. It's perfect. I did okay. perfect. So, Excellent. so we would just like to take a moment to send a blessing to each and every individual upon the planet and just to let them know that they are held and seen and loved. Until next time, huh? Namaste. Namaste, Metatron. Thank you. All right. All right. Welcome back. back. (laughs) Thank you. Oh. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. You're okay? Oh, you were so right in the way you described his fluidity and his ability to handle all these questions. He started out with asking me what my questions were, and so, of course, the 
my first question was, well, do you want me to tell you that now when he just asked me for that? And I said, do you want me to tell you now or do you want me to wait until after your discourse? He says, no, I want to start with your question. So I read the whole page. <laughs> and he took it and wove it beautifully, touched on everything, pulled it all together. It was fabulous. Ah. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Fabulous. We tied it up. Hear with, it. Tied it up with a bow. Okay. He did. Fantastic. I said this feels complete. He said it's perfect. Let's leave it right where it is. I said okay, let's do it. All right. Fantastic. Oh, I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased. Yeah, I got. I have about six or seven pages of notes. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. fuel for next time, I guess. <laughs> I'm certain something's going to be gleaned from it because it will, I think it will give everybody, all of us, if we listen to this especially more than once, really let these gemstones of information that he just sprinkled all around us, let it sink in and go with your heart, your feelings, and ask yourself the questions that, that are presented. Like, what is it that I want or that I need? Ask why it's not coming to you. Where do you not feel worthy? Why are you not receiving what it is you want? That's in terms of manifestation, Wendy. But it went all the way back to the dynamic of when we take care of other people. And he, he started with that. He started with the dynamic. My question was, let me find it. And maybe you've experienced it. When you spend a lot of time taking care of other people and you get into that arena of self-sacrifice, and when you suddenly pull up, do a turnaround and say, now I have to start taking care of myself, the ego of the other person can often react violently in that they become angry, feel abandoned, betrayed, and so they try to pull you back into the role that you were playing and get you to not want to be in the role you're aspiring to, which is independent and self-loving. And so he went into that in terms of control. And he used a fascinating analogy that I wanted to touch on because I often have used it as a barometer to understand whether you're being giving towards others out of pure love and compassion or if you have slipped into that realm of self-sacrifice. When someone does something or says something, and it hurts your feelings. If the first thing that pops into your mind is, how could they do that or say that after everything I've done for them? There's your marker. That's what tells you that you have been sacrificing yourself for that other person rather than giving freely because you wouldn't have that reaction when they acted the way they did. That is totally not neutral. Not neutral. That, that's correct. Not neutral. It was terrific. <laughs> Good. Fantastic. Can't wait for you to hear it. Yes. Uh, Thank you so hey. much. You're so welcome. It's it's so much fun. Thank you again. I'm I'm just really enjoying this. I it's I am ex- too. It's I, exciting. It is, and I'm I'm all smiles and and um I'm being told that things are ever expanding. So um that's what he was teasing me about last time when he said it's going to be an exciting journey, Charlotte, in that sing song voice. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, the and it yes, is. I I know that voice. <laughs> yes, that sing song voice. Well, I want to thank all the listeners for spending time with us today. Be sure to listen to this more than once. Allow it to sink in, and uh, do some self reflection. Do some writing projects if you feel the need. 
angelemerging.com is where you want to go to learn more about Wendy and Metatron's events and private sessions. Spiritualinsightsradio.com is the home of the archive, self-care tips, tools, and energetic healing, and the teachings of Archangel Metatron page where you'll find the published transmissions. I've got a whole new page for you all set up, and that is where I'll be publishing all of these wonderful segments. So thank you once again, Wendy. This was truly a joy. This was really fabulous. Thank you, Charlotte, and I'll, I'll look forward to see where the journey takes us next time. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye now. You're welcome. All right, everyone, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Until next time, God bless and be at peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.